Hi there, it's Nikki. I wanted to take a quick minute to make sure you knew about our free on-demand copywriting training. Whether you're brand new to copywriting or you just can't seem to hit your income goals, this training is for you. You'll learn the three secrets to landing freelance copywriting work without wasting time on frustrating job bidding sites like Upwork and Fiverr or cold calling strangers. And if you've listened to any of the student stories on this podcast, this is the exact same training they all got started with. I'm talking about Kate Kay, who's making six figures working part-time and who just retired her husband to help her run the business. Stuart, who replaced his full-time salary with freelance copywriting work, and then some. Stacy, who hit six figures in six months, her very first year as a full-time freelancer. Ashley, who landed the in-house copywriting job of her dreams. They all started with this free training, and you can get started with that same training too. Sign up right now at freecopywritingtraining.com. Are you ready to learn the keys to copywriting success? My name is Nikki Krawczyk, and I've been a copywriter for more than 20 years, writing for multi-billion dollar companies down to solopreneurs and every size business in between. My co-host Kate Sitars and I, along with the rest of the Filthy Rich Writer team, are sharing everything we've learned in our decades in the industry so that you can start and scale a successful copywriting business of your own. To us, being filthy rich means having a job you love, being good at what you do, and making great money doing it. Let's dig in. Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Build Your Copywriting Business Podcast. Hello, ladies. Hello. Hello. So in addition to my fabulous co-host, Kate Sitars, today we are joined by CCA student and copywriter extraordinaire, Christina Green. Hey, Christina. Hello. Thanks for having me. Oh my goodness. Thank you for joining us. Um, We have lots of stuff to cover with you today. Um, Lots of stuff about career transitions, lots of stuff too about thinking that your career is going to go one direction and then changing that uh, when great opportunities come up. So I'm so excited to dig into that. Um, But before we do, can you tell us a little bit about how you got into copywriting, how it came across your, your I was going to say eyeballs, but that's weird. Uh, how you first, how you first encountered it, and then uh, what made you decide to to give it a shot? Well, um, I actually just like many in the group, I've discovered um, I'm a former uh, public school teacher, um, and I resigned uh, to have more time with my family back in 2014. Um, but we needed a little bit more of an income. Um, but I needed to, I needed to work from home. Um, I had, uh, I have children with a lot of different needs. So we homeschool. Um, my husband is actually disabled, so he's limited in what he can do. And I needed it to be something that was super flexible, um, that I could do on my terms. And, but I also knew myself, um, well enough to know it needed to be something I enjoyed, not just boring day-to-day things. Um, And I'd always enjoyed writing um, for as long as I can remember, but I didn't like creative writing. I love reading, Mm. Um, but writing novels, writing stories, even I considered briefly, you know, trying to write um, editorials or going to journalism, which is like, 
I wasn't sure what if I ran into things I didn't want to write about. Um, And I don't know, I just, I wasn't, um, that kind of lifestyle didn't appeal to me. I'd never heard of copywriting. Um, I didn't realize that that is a kind of writing that I love, the persuasive writing. Um, I actually started searching around for um, editing, like Mm -hmm. proofreading and editing. That's what came across my Facebook feed. Um, But I guess through searching that, I believe it was your ad, Nikki, that that also came across um, my Facebook feed. So Facebook algorithm, thank you. Um, And I think it was uh, one of your ads had, you know, your free video or or something like that, or maybe it was the ebook. Maybe it was both. I'm not sure. Um, I was like, sure, it's free. Let me see what is the first few times I was like, what is copywriting? Like, I don't even know what that is. But finally, I was like, sure, let me just see what it is. And then that convinced me because like, oh, well, I know what copywriting is. You know, we all do. We don't know that's what it's called, but we all know what it is. Um, and I was like, that's that's exactly what I love to do. I, I love writing persuasively, um, even more so. I mean, how many times do we, you know, get together with our friends and, oh my gosh, I found this perfect product or I found this awesome book and, you know, we just gush about it. And it's like, I can, I can do that. Um and especially with how you talked about, you know, it can be flexible. You can work um, your own hours. And it's like, well, that's exactly what I need. So um, I considered it for a bit, just trying to, you know, convince myself whether it was worth the money. And it was, but, you know, I kind of procrastinated. <laughs> but eventually, yeah, took the plunge and that was it. That's great. Fantastic. Yeah, really. Our Facebook ads agency is fantastic. Good work. (laughs) Good placement, everybody. Um, Thanks, Mark Zuckerberg. Um, That's terrific. So do you remember what exactly it was that that made you take the plunge that made you go, you know what, I I do want to do this? I think what really appealed to me was, um, you know, I, I tried some things uh, to be honest, multi-level marketing things mm-hmm. and um, in the past and, and failed. What I loved about those is reading the material, I could see the argument why people would want to buy those products. But when it came to the face-to-face selling, I just, I just mm-hmm. couldn't do that. Um, and so what thing that, uh, one thing that stood out to me with your material was how made it clear that marketing didn't have to be something that was sleazy, something that made you feel gross. Um, and, and well, and I'm, I'm not sure if you use the exact metaphor, but, but that same thing, you find a great product and you want to tell your friends about it. There's nothing sleazy about it. There's nothing wrong with that. And that you can be as a copywriter, you get to be on that side of marketing that can make sure that you really are helping people. You're not trying to manipulate them. And I think, and I did, you know, did my due diligence and looked uh, briefly at other courses and things like that. But I just kept coming back to that, I guess, that promise in there that we would learn how to do this in um, in a way that was aligned with our values. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. 
So your original plan going into copywriting um, was to be freelance, no matter what, that's the only thing. Um, And that kind of evolved a little bit. Can you tell us what happened and why? Well, I started, I um, had my first official client, April of 2020. Um, And actually, I live in a small town with really awesome, unique shops. So my plan was to pitch them, Um, especially because I grew up here, you know, I know their audience. And then 2020 happened. And uh, with high risk people in my family, I wasn't going to be going door to door and meeting people. Um, But I had um, a high school friend of my husband um, who I'd actually put something out on Facebook looking for a graphic designer. You know, I, I was at that step and she didn't know any, but she said, hey, when when your portfolio is ready, um, I used to work because she's she has worked as a, a virtual assistant, personal assistant. You know, I, a former boss of mine, I think she's looking for a copywriter. I'll give her your portfolio. And I was like, that's great. So um, I had it ready in April and she sent it over. And this client immediately scooped me up and said, hey, um, sure, let's, I'll give you something that's kind of a trial. I'll pay you to do it and we'll see where it goes from there. Um, it's like, that's awesome that she would, um, cause she's, um, at that time was a business coach. Like she, um, she knows good copywriting. (laughs) So I was like really intimidated, but she was willing to take a chance on me. So, um, I did, and she loved what I did. And then I guess between my husband's friend and, and this client, I kind of kept being referred to people that they knew and that they knew, um, had some, a few other clients, had some great people I worked with. And then I guess it was this past October, October. Well, I guess you spoke to me about it earlier, but past October, um, this first client um, said that she was looking for to hire a copywriter on staff. Her business had grown enough that she wanted um, someone on staff just part time. And so it'd be 20 hours. And I was averaging maybe 15 hours a week. So I was like, well, I don't know. I want to make sure I can balance things. But a couple of things appealed to me. One was I I wouldn't have to keep searching for clients. Um, as a major introvert, that was a big appeal to me. It's like, okay, I, I this would be steady income. I'd still be working remotely. But quite honestly, I mean, that could have been with almost anyone. For me, it was just that I really believe in what she's doing with her business to go along with what we're talking about earlier her big thing is to help companies grow in a way that doesn't compromise their values to um, to her big thing is putting people first in whatever, in your marketing, in your, the way that you do business, putting people first. And she teaches people how to do that. And, you know, I got into teaching because I wanted to make a difference. And so I still want to make a difference just you know, public school had lost its appeal. Um, But I found a way that I could still do that with copywriting in a very direct way. Um, And I've told people before, I, I never wanted to work for someone again. Um, I'm sure many people in the group can understand coming out of public school, 
you get burned, you know, giving yourself, giving all of yourself to something that doesn't support you, that doesn't respect you. Um, but she's all about not just teaching her, her clients, our clients, how to put uh, people first, but she lives by example. She treats her employees, you know, like people who have lives, who have families, who have uh, dreams and things like that. So, um, yeah, I decided I wasn't sure how I would do 20 hours, but I would make it work. And um, it has worked. And I'm uh, six months in and I think it was one of the best decisions I've ever made. That's terrific. That's, awesome. That's terrific. Congratulations. Congratulations. Yeah. Well, and this, um, I have to make sure to note because I'm sure uh, you are too humble to say this yourself, um, but this, your boss uh, had at your 60 day review, she told you uh, that she knows experienced copywriters that you could write circles around. So good for you. <laughs> this copywriting you. training has clearly paid off. You're very good at it. Good for you. Um, there's one point that you mentioned that I, I think bears repeating this because a lot of us have gotten out of jobs where we were beaten down or just it was exhausting or frustrating or whatever. And we do, we think I'm never going to work for either another boss or XYZ kind of company. Or, you know, I hear a lot of people saying, I'm never going into corporate again, or on the other side, I'm never going to work for a, a nonprofit again, or any number of things. Um, and uh, good for you, first of all, for being open-minded in looking into this position. But I think it's important for us all to remember that um, just because you have one experience in one area, or just because any of us have one experience in one kind of area, that doesn't mean that that means that all bosses are going to, you know, or all companies that you work for or organizations that you work for or whatever um, are going to be the same. And, and don't get me wrong, I definitely have had positions where I've, I've gotten out of them and have needed a little bit of time to to decompress. I certainly won't say, uh, I won't say that I was traumatized by any means, but there is that kind of little T, smaller than little T trauma where you just need some time to get that out of your system. Um, but yeah, to that point, every situation is going to be difficult. And when, excuse me, <laughs> oh gosh, every situation <laughs> is going to be different. Um, and and being open to that can can lead you into some some wonderful, wonderful opportunities, just like you found. Definitely. Yep. The other nice thing too, though, you had freelanced for several months at that, over a year, right? At that point before you took this. So worst case, you took it and you said, oh, three, four months in, not for me. Exactly. I love that I have a skill set now that it, it does give me freedom. Um, I could, I could walk away from this at any point if I chose and, and still find clients, still find, you know, income. Mm -hmm. um, and it's, I have no plans to do that, but it's nice to have that freedom. Mm -hmm. um, like, ah, yeah. I can, I can find other clients. I can take this elsewhere. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I agree. And that's such a good feeling. Yeah, it is a good feeling, isn't it? To know that no matter what, even if you love this job now and eventually, I don't know, something changes, she, she gets so big and she sells it or something like that. And things change that you have that ability to, to say, thank you. And on to the next thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you have seen the transition from full-time teacher to, to, to basically full-time freelancer to on staff are there any tips that you could offer to people about those transitions or about ways to, to think about it or ways to look at it? I, I think the biggest thing is just being willing to learn, um, to learn new skills um, and, and to learn ways to be better at those skills. Um, I'm actually now doing um kind of a blend of copy and content for the company. Um, and I love it. I was just telling my team the other day, I was like, I really love this content writing. When I was going through the course, I did the video and the content writing. It's like, okay, man, but I'm not really in this for the content. And now I love it. I think partly because I love the content. I love what mm-hmm. we're doing with it. Um, but I think also, and I think this is what, one of the things that my, my new boss liked about working with me is that I could take the feedback and do something with it. Mm -hmm. And I think that's one of the main things I love about the copywriting group is because it was hard at first is taking feedback um, to take it graciously and to give it true consideration, even something that you see at first, like, what, what are they talking about? Come back later and be like, okay, they, they have a point actually, I could do, I could change this. I could do, make this better. Um, and she has even told me she likes that. I, I will do that because she's straightforward with her feedback. She's, she began, she got into the marketing world as a copywriter herself. She knows what she wants. I mean, it's her business. She knows exactly what she wants out of it. She doesn't have time to coddle people. Um, you know, you need to be willing to, um, see it from your client's perspective, sleep on it a bit and see how you can improve it. You can't get married to what you write, even if it's super pretty and awesome. (laughs) Sometimes you just have to let it go and see what else you can do. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's great insight. It's, it's, and it can be challenging when you you work hard on something. It's, It's challenging for all of us, no matter what point you are in your in your journey or in your career, I should say. But I think that's really insightful, the the ability to step away from it. And I mean, don't get me wrong, I will be the first person to say like, when I have something that I really love, even if I have to change it for the client, I will keep that thing that I really love. And sometimes I will send it to close friends and be like, look at this line, ah! Um, but being able to separate yourself from that and saying, all right, this is, this is what I do for a living and the client and I are collaborating. So their feedback is just as important as my, as my writing. I think that's really insightful. So now I know, we know you have no plans to leave your, your work, but I'm curious, um, I have two questions actually, but I'll start with just one. <laughs> how, how has it allowed you to be with your family more? And I know homeschooling, obviously that's, it's a lot, you're doing a lot. So can you speak to the time aspect and how you manage, how you manage your time? Well, um, what's kind of nice is at this company, every, 
I can't remember, every quarter maybe, we spend a week focusing on time tracking and to look at it as a company and individually how we're managing our time. And that in and of itself has made me more aware of, um, and I, I think you all have even talked about it in your podcast, you know, finding those times during your day that you know you have to kind of protect. Like this is the time where I'm going to get that real deep concepting and drafting down. Mm-hmm. And so I've learned to protect that time. And fortunately, that time is before all the kids are awake. So it works out. Yeah. So I get that done. And then I just, you know, you just learn to be flexible, um, learn little tricks like, okay, I'm not focusing. I need to change where I am. I need to go outside. I need to stand up. I need to just go get something to drink real quick and come back. And I think because I do have to balance both the work and the schooling and just, you know, life, um, it's taught me to be efficient with the time that I have. Um, so if I, if I find myself like, whoa, I'm not, I'm not focusing this, this is not working right now. I either change something or I just stop like, no, this isn't working. What can I do with the kids? What can I, maybe, you know, maybe laundry needs to be done, something like that. Um, and just kind of being aware of where my brain's at. Um, and then also putting a hard stop. Like I have a maximum where I stop each day. And unless the kids are completely engrossed in something else, then I stop. Like, that's it. I will not think about this again until tomorrow when I open my computer again and I will do something else. Um, so I think that helps. Even if that's something is doing something for myself, that's completely legitimate. Um, I love cross-stitching, um, especially because it doesn't have to do with the screen. And I can sit there and just be completely separate from anything having to do with work um, and give my brain a break. And then I come back more refreshed, you know, and ready to tackle whatever it is. Mm-hmm. My other question, working working as you are, do you have any plans? Are you, are you taking any freelance clients still? Or are you like, nope, I'm capped out? Or I am... Definitely capped out, um, especially because, you know, I've learned about the different kind of seasons in marketing. And right now we don't have much for our clients, but we're getting to that point in the year where we are. It's going to pick up again. Um, And yeah, there's no way I could, even though there are some of my past clients, I would love to do some more work for them, but it would not be fair to them, Mm -hmm. uh, to my family. Um, all that to say, as the kids get older and more independent, more self-sufficient, um, then I definitely plan to, at the very least, take on more at this company. And there is, mm-hmm. um, we talk freely about that, like where each of us um, wants to go in the future, how we see the company growing in the future. And I'm excited for that. Um, will it get to the point where I can do that? And freelance clients, I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Um but I'm excited to just grow more in my role of not just copywriting, but, you know, content and copy strategy um, Mm -hmm. and even um, bringing on additional copywriters, you know, into the company, um, whether as um, whether on staff or contractors or whatever, I'm really excited. I'm, you know, there's still the teacher in me. (laughs) I, I'm, I would love to bring on more copywriters and kind of mentor them and, 
you know, how we do business. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. That's fantastic. That's not, yeah. It's, 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 it's hard to overstate how flexible this can really be, right? That it's, it's just what it is now does not have to be what it is for you in six months, in six years, and in, in any of kind of, and it's, you can make it work for you, whether like Christina, you want to work part-time and be on staff or whether you want to be full-time freelance or whether you want to be part-time freelance and something else, or it's, it's so flexible that it's, it's, um, Amazing. Amazing is not a great word as a copywriter. It's <laughs> a real sad word, but it's fantastic. Fantastic. Fantastically yes. amazing. Yes. <laughs> um, but so Christina, I know that you are not taking freelance clients. However, um, are you interested in sharing your portfolio site so people can take a look at it? If not, if you're like, no, don't contact me. <laughs> That's totally fine. Um, but would you, are you interested in sharing it? Yeah, uh, I have not looked at it in forever. Um, so it is, def- is definitely not updated, um, but it's cgreencopy.com. Um, super original. Um, but yeah, it, it was there. And, and what's funny is, I know people stress about getting their their portfolio up, um, but I'm not sure how many of my clients ever actually looked at it much. They were just they they a lot of them were at the point where they're just like, "Do you know how to do this? Because I don't. Can you do it?" And I was like, "Yes, yeah." Um, and so they're like, "Okay, great. I need someone to do this." Yeah. And like I said, with my current boss, she. Um, I don't know if she looked, I, I think she looked at my portfolio site, um, but she was very much interested and she does the same today where she gives people kind of like a trial run. Let's try mm-hmm. this. And she pays you for it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then go from there. Mm-hmm. And at the very least you walk away with something you can put in your portfolio. Um, even if it turns out that you're just not a good fit for that particular client, mm-hmm. it's still experience. Um, but yeah, feel free to look at it. Just don't judge too harshly. <laughs> Good well, incentive to, to revisit it. Yes, yes you, are, it. you are at the phase in your copywriting career, which a lot of us get mm-hmm. to where you're so busy, you don't have time to go back yep. and fix your portfolio. Um, it took me years yes. to update mine. Yes, yes. Well, that's terrific. Um, so the the only other thing I have to ask you is if someone is, listening to your story is feeling kind of inspired and they're, they're considering getting into copywriting. Um, do you have any advice that you would offer them? Um, I think the, well, you know, being willing to take feedback, I think is a major one, but I think another thing is, um, communicating well to, obviously to be clear in your own communication, but um, I think also to remember we're, we're dealing with clients, but we need to remember that we're dealing with people. My boss has, has come in and kind of reminded our team of that sometimes with some difficult clients that even in, if we have clients that we turn out 
maybe we shouldn't have taken them on. Um, I think it's important to remember that, you know, they are, they're people just like us. They have their own stressors, especially with these smaller businesses, you know, how much pressure that takes to be an entrepreneur, to, to go out on this limb and risk your money and your reputation um, to, to get this thing off the ground. Um, so I think it's an important reminder. Um, it doesn't mean you have to let your clients walk all over you, but to treat them with kindness um, and understanding and to be clear in your boundaries. And um, I think that's the number one thing that people respond to. And even if something comes up, if you're having issues with just trying to figure out your deliverable, um, communicating with your client, I think is key because that's what they'll remember. They run into things, they they miss deadlines too. Um, but when we can remember each other's humanity, you know, the person on the other side of the screen, I think that's where you, that's where your networking really lies. Mm-hmm. Um, they'll remember you and they'll refer you. It's like, this is someone who is worth working with. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's important to remember. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. It's the interesting thing is I think we, we tend to think, Oh, how can I stand out in my clients? I, how can I make that? How can I really wow them? And it actually, it doesn't, it doesn't, take all that much to really wow clients to be, to your point, to be just communicative and to reach out and set expectations and set boundaries. Um, it's, it's professionalism and it clients are absolutely wowed by it, which does not say much for the rest of the freelancers out there in the world, but, um, but certainly makes our lives easy. Wow them just by being professional. Yeah. That's terrific. Yes. Well, Christina, thank you so much for joining us today. Um, I know that uh, your journey and your kind of pivot, your openness to taking that pivot and the success you've seen from that um, is, I think, maybe going to open some people's minds and uh, maybe have them rethink uh, their, their paths that maybe previously they had written in stone. So we really appreciate you being here today. Well, thank you for having me. You are so welcome. Uh, And with that, we will see you guys in the next episode. Bye, everybody. Like what you heard? Subscribe to the Build Your Copywriting Business podcast so you never miss any copywriting tips, tools, or tactics. And if you think copywriting might be right for you, check out our free on-demand video training at freecopywritingtraining.com. We'll catch you in the next episode.